God.
hard way or you can go with the gift. If you got a gift, go with the gift. That's my suggestion. I had a girlfriend that got almost a perfect score on her nursing board. You know how? She figured out the uh, algorithm for the test. (laughs) I kid you not. She did it all the time. She was a math major. She got through UCLA in uh, two years with a BA in math. Perfect scores everywhere. She figured, she said, well, I figured that they're only only so smart, you know. (laughs) They call her in the office all the time because her scores were too perfect. She never told them how she did it. Well, I just, I really, I did some all-nighters and, you know, she had a story prepared for everything. But trust me, if it's made by a human, you can outthink them sometimes. Don't ever think you can't. And if you got the Spirit of God, all I'm saying is don't stress yourself over man-made nothing. You hear me? You always have God's approval. Why? Because he can renew anything. He can restore anything. He can bring perfect life to you. He can wipe out bad records. If he can, can exonerate murderers, I'm sure he can give, forgive you an A-. minus. Let's not, let's not get carried away here, folks. I mean, I, it's all good and all that. And I love smart kids and I love intelligent people. I love all that stuff. But it's worldly. It only goes so far. Amen. Look at some of the people we sit in the Congress and you'll know how important that stuff is. Huh? The worldly stuff. You can go there and do a better job blindfolded than most of them do with perfect sight. Why? Because you got the Spirit of God in you. You learn how to train yourself to listen to God and learn how to obey God and get out of some tough situations and know he got you out. Huh? You'd be hard to beat in this life. You got me? So he renews us. Numbers 21.8. We're renewed from sickness. In other words, your body, body is brought back from a condition of near death or poor health to health. Now, under that system, it was important that you looked up while you had a certain amount of ability of life in you. See, if you waited until you got in a coma, you couldn't look up and live. You got me? So it, it, it meant that your faith had to quickly work and tell you to go ahead and take care of this before it gets too bad for you to be able to do anything to move toward God and help yourself. You got me? And so it's the same thing now with us in faith. People who are faith and in faith and start dealing with sickness will tell you, if you can keep your faith strong with minor things, your chances of fighting something big are much better. You got me? You can't like just start cracking open your Bible when they give you the cancer diagnosis. It's hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's harder. And that's borne out through scripture. I mean, if you had, if you were bitten by a snake, you had to go look up quick at that thing. Because you know how quick poison works, right? You couldn't sit there and feel sorry for yourself and go get 15 confirmations. And, you know, you had to be quick to respond to God. Which means you have to have some life in you. You got to have some scripture in you. You got to have some ability to know that God is your help already in you or you're not going to make it. And it's the same thing now. 
when we confront obstacles in God, we have to have some kind of faith toward God working for us. And that's the renewal part in God. The Holy Spirit will renew and quicken to us things and scriptures that we have been familiar with in the past, but maybe not they're not on the front burner right now. So when he says, I make all things new, he makes your attention span new. He makes your ability to focus on him new. He renews and restores and regenerates and keeps in a prominent place those things that he wants uh, that we need right now in the now. He's the one who decides what scripture you need to get yourself over when you, you can't get your healing. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you got to always go in and check in with God. I don't care how many scriptures you know and you start throwing scriptures at that thing and all that, but he knows the ones that will work. Why? Because he is constantly renewing us. He is constantly driving out sickness and bringing healthy tissue. He is constantly doing the things that need to be done so that we can live this life for God and live in, in great eternal life. God wants us so much to have this new life that he traded his son's life for that for us. So if you focus on that concept enough, you will never have any doubt that God will pay your bills, that God will see to it that your children get educated, that he will see to it that your, your, uh, uh, your spouse is healed when, when they halfway read the Bible. Right, Poppy? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You be you you be sweating it, and you know I'm talking from personal experience. And God will do something. He said, "Huh? I can't get them results like that. Why you do that for him? I mean, we get." Come on now, God will mess your head up real bad to your little religious self. Huh? Think like you, because you sit up there and stare at that Bible all day long and then you judge everybody, you think you're cool. Huh? <laughs> so he renews us from sickness. He also renews us from discouragement of spirit. That's in uh, Genesis 45:27. Let me look at that because I said I wanted to pick out some ones that we maybe are not as familiar with. Genesis 45:20. Everybody write that one down and underline. I know we used to use highlighters till the pages swelled, didn't we? Then they started selling Bibles with highlights already in them. I thought, nah, you ain't got my stuff that I like. I do my own highlighting. <laughs> 45 and 27 I think I know what that one is now this is to um, uh, uh, Israel Jacob or Israel uh, and and they told him all the words of Joseph this is after he they the brothers go to Egypt for food and find out their brother's the one that they tried to kill <laughs> how you like them apples I bet everybody want to faint then 
and they told him all the words of joseph which he had said unto them and when he saw the wagons which joseph had sent to carry him the spirit of jacob their father revived jacob had been depressed ever since the news that joseph was dead huh so uh, children be nice to your siblings okay huh you know uh, it it just from watching <laughs> forensic files and so forth no but uh it is very common though when parents lose a living child uh, very often they go into such a discouragement they don't have any life left to give to the ch- children that remain you know that don't you it's a, a plan of the devil to kill steal and destroy in a big way he gets people to live in ways that open doors for him to easily access their children so that he can take them and even cause them more grief and more guilt you understand what i'm saying and so be thankful that god looks out for you and your family that he preserves your seed and he renews and refreshes and brings new life to your seed amen so he renews us from discouragement of spirit he also renews us from faintness in Judges 15. How am I doing on time, ladies? And Shannon. How much? No. <laughs> Sorry about that. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Judges is in front of Ruth, right? Behind Joshua. Okay. Judges chapter, what did I say, 15 and verse 19. Oh, it couldn't be 19 because, well, I don't know 19 there. Maybe it's 9. I hope it's 9. There's no 9. Come on, judges. Oh, well, we're going to have to skip that one because I can't look that one up right now. But God will renew us from faintness, okay? He restores. And he does that through refreshing us. You know, sometimes people get weary, want to quit. And that's what, when, when the Spirit of God comes to revive us and bring us into that, don't ever feed that quit spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, be careful who you're around yeah. when you start feeling like, yeah. oh, this is not worth it anymore. I've been serving God all these years. I haven't gotten this. I haven't gotten that. Huh? All I can tell you is you go back to serving the devil full time and you're going to have less than what you got now. You think God treating you bad? That dude is ruthless, okay? And we should know that from experience. But you know, it's funny. The devil can convince us through self-pity that we're supposed to have more than what we have and we're supposed to, huh? You know, you're supposed to to, to be full of life and, and free from death. That's for sure. You ought to be healed. You understand what that's owed you because of the atonement. But anything other than that, you've got to sow seed for. You've got to sow uh, good works so that God can bless you. There's a difference between the atonement side and the blessing side of covenant. Atonement is your basics. So you need the basics just to get through life. But after you get basics, then there's a program for you to get into where you can get more. And it ain't welfare either. Huh? Exodus 1 and verse 17, 
He preserves us alive. That was the story of Moses. Amen. And the the other Hebrew, there was a midwife's preserved those Hebrew baby boys alive. Amen. And so God did that with his renewal. Second Kings thirteen twenty one, he renews us from death. Let me turn there. Second Kings. Please let there be a 21 on here. And it came to pass as they were burying that man. This is the one that fell into the tomb with Elisha's bones in it. That behold, they spied, they and, be, and that am, man that behold, they spied a band of men. They cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and, and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Amen. So God can renew us from death. Why? He is is the breath of life. He can breathe life. You know, he'll let us in on some of them secrets sometimes. I remember when when I first started working in the hospitals. This will date me. You don't need to use a year. I was a child nurse. You know, like seven years older. It's a prodigy, a nursing prodigy. Stop it. Stop it. Anyhow, um, but they were, CPR was new. And so they, they found that they could to sustain life for a short period of time. Now, nobody really ever studied it enough to know because it was new enough that people didn't put enough confidence in it. But had they continued, they would find out that once the breath of life leaves, it can always be brought back again. If it's forced into them like it was initially, the only exception being that if your brain, the the center in your brain that controls your respiration is gone, you're not going to be able to take in another one. But the chances you don't know until you start the process. So the chances are, and it's the same thing that happened in the creation. When a baby's born, it's just creation all over again. They spontaneously take that first breath. When they come through the birth canal, it's a reflex. When you pass through that small, <laughs> most of you women, I'm going I'm to give you some flashbacks, all you women. <laughs> Remember that? That last push. <laughs> well, what that did was force the baby's rib cage down. It compressed it. When he came out, he ah, and he takes his first breath in. So the breath of life gets forced into them when they're born. Amen. When they turn them over and spank them is because somehow that didn't happen. Amen. But you can force that first breath of life. That's why they squidgy them out real fast because they'll suck all that into their lungs. But they cough it out. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's a process where God is totally involved, you know. So you, you know, the only thing you do is coach your mom to cooperate with God. In the, <laughs> just hold on. you know. Don't do anything real exotic or cute. Just... Make up your mind you're going to have a baby and we'll all be fine. So, But you're just cooperating with the process where he created man from the beginning of it. Amen. It repeats every single time. So he restores us to life from death. Amen. He res- and he preserves us alive. He will quicken and revive and refresh us. 
He will quicken, revive, and refresh us. So people who have this quit thing on them, you know, they get less enthusiastic about God. That's why we we pray for revival in the church. Because to be honest with you, everybody experiences that from one time or another. You just sometimes you get smart enough, you know, you think to yourself, "Well, I can I'm not God, I'm not going there." You know, I'm I'm going to take off for a couple of days, but I'm not going to get so bad. You know, that I just quit, period. You understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of times you'll see people, (laughs) they've been missing from church for a while. They (laughs) scrambled in there hugging everybody. I said, oh, they heard, huh? That's why we pray for one another. Because people get distracted. They start doing other things. and, And if you're not careful, your excuses that you make to justify your lack of it. See, it's good to always feel convicted when you lack enthusiasm for the things of God. It's, it's good to feel irritated by God for that because there's always a chance that you'll respond to that invitation, that irritation, and repent and get yourself, scramble yourself right back where you know you're supposed to be is in the house of the Lord. And then you think to yourself, I don't know what got into me. I was, uh. Huh? I know what got into you. But see, God revived you before your heart went cold. Because dead things are cold. But he said he'd rather you be hot or cold. When you're cold, he can do something to get you going. Amen? Turn you upside down, spank your butt again. And get the breath of life into you. So he'll restore us to life. Amen? He causes us to grow. Amen. Life causes us to grow. And that's what he wants us to all experience is growth in him. That is God's delight to see, uh, you know, parents, you know, when your children are babies, there there's a certain delight there. But as they get older and you're able to watch their accomplishments, you know, that's my baby. I mean, you that's a little private thing. You said, you know, you can see it on them, and it's a good thing. You know, it's just, uh, Lily, that's your baby. <laughs> we family. So, yeah, you family with him. So you, you understand what I'm saying, but, but your heart gets revived. You, you get encouraged all the more. And you think about all the years and all the sacrifice. It was worth it. It was there. I get to see this. Amen. And so that's, that's what God does when we grow in him. When he sees us with compassion to feed people, to pray for people, to be concerned about, bring their needs before him, this brings delight to him. So his life causes us to grow. Amen? So John 1, we said, the Bible says, in him was life, and that life was the light of man. God causes us to choose life. It is a choice that we make. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, he admonishes Israel to choose life so that you and your seed can live. This is the beauty of God's life, that it is transferable. It's like we have a life bank in heaven. As a parent... All the things that you do 
that in obedience to God are part of that life bank. So you're able to bank up life in heaven and it is able to bless your children. That's how they they come home every day from school. From you choosing life, every day that you get up with God and you choose life, you put life in that bank. Or the Bible wouldn't say that your choice causes your seed to live. So the last thing as a parent you want to do is start negating life, not choosing that, choosing to go do something else instead of choosing life. Choose what God has on your plate for you to do today. Amen? I was rumbling through through my trunk the other day. And I, I have this prayer. I don't say it verbally. Oftentimes I do say it in my heart most days. God, find me somebody to tell about you. Amen. Huh? So I told Coco so many times she don't listen to me. <laughs> she got up in the middle of the night and found some treats. And did I should send everybody the picture of the crime scene? I looked on the floor. I said, what's wrong in here? She had found a box. I was making some cups to do my ministry to to God's people. And she's sniffing around the cups, so she must have realized it was so. See, they identify smell, so she likes them things. So she just sniffed around the middle of the night till she found where they were. And she, it was about a dozen of them, just all at, all at, spread out on the floor and I said and I thought somebody had been in there and I and there she's in a coma and it made me get up three times in the middle of the night to give her water because they do make you thirsty huh so I'm refreshing her See, if I can get somebody converted, it'd be her first. You understand what I'm saying? She don't listen. But every day that you choose life, you and your seed will live. Keep keep your life bank full, folks. You will never have to live in fear of, of your children getting in an accident on the way home, abducted. Just you keep choosing life. See, when you stop choosing life, then that bank will run dry. And so always make that choice and and then be reassured, Father, I thank you that my seed will live because I'm choosing life today. Amen. But I was looking through my my, uh, trunk and, and this is how I choose life. I was I wasn't looking through it. I was trying to make room for some without cleaning it out. And I found my book Redeemed. Amen. In there. And I said, oh, I said, oh, I got a healing book. I said, well, I'm going to keep it. I remember where I, this is because I'm going to get this to somebody. So I'm looking, I'm coming out of Mark's trying to get all this stuff in my trunk. And this lady speaks to me just out of nowhere. She had her window down. And uh, she she mentioned to me, she said, oh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I got to get rid of this. And she didn't have any hair. And so she said, yeah. I said, well, are you in chemo? I said, is that what? She said, well, that's over. I'm getting radiation now. I said, can I pray for you? I said, I always show them my license plate. Like that really means that means I'm ordained. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'm a minister. I'm a Christian. I'm a minister. I said, I would love to pray for you. 
And so she said, yeah, I would like that. And so I prayed for her, and we talked the uh, things of God, and I said, I got a book for you. I said, forgive the condition. It's kind of beat up. It's been She said, oh, this is beautiful. And I said, yeah. I said, you read that. I said, that'll help you to believe God for your miracle. I said, we're believing for a miracle for you. You know, it doesn't take long. And then pretty soon the husband shows up, of course, and I will say, I knew that devil was coming. Well, I don't know him. He's probably a very nice man. But to me, anybody comes up when you're minister as a devil. Where was you a few minutes ago when we needed some help getting out the truck? But anyway, if you be a servant of God, why didn't you show up and pick up my groceries? But <laughs> He didn't send you. No, but you know, God, <laughs> God allows time and control of the atmosphere so that you can get people ministered to. But see, it's just something simple like that that allows you to choose life. Now, when you're not thinking in the spirit, you don't want to really pray that prayer because you're wondering, oh, boy, are they going to want it? What if they say no? Blah, 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 blah. Just allow your, yourself to spit that request out before your mind turns it off huh you understand what i'm saying some people don't have that problem with with staying expectant about uh doing the things of god but always choose life when you you have that choice every day so choose life i will choose life today lord i choose your life um in isaiah 40 31 god renews he brings life to your strength. Yes. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That word wait means expecting him to come through for you. It also means like a waiter to serve him. Amen. So those who serve God will renew their strength. People, preachers tell you this all the time. They'll have a terminal illness and get up to preach and all the symptoms leave them. If they could just hold on to it, see, there's something a little goofy about the covenant. Sometimes that'll put you over in the works if you're not careful. You'll think God's blessing you because you preach. He blesses you, period. There's no because there. There's no because. So when you wait upon or serve the Lord, be expectant of him. Expect him to renew your strength. Just like I get up a lot until I start speaking the word to my body. And he renews my strength. Because God brings life with him. All he touches becomes new again. So even though your outer man is perishing, the Bible says your inner man is being renewed every single day. So we ought to leave out of here younger in better health than we were when we came in here. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you really believe the scriptures, there's nothing that age can do to you. Amen. Except you let it. But if you if you expect God and you give him, you choose life every day. The Bible says he renews your strength. Everything he touches becomes new again. In God's realm, there is no death or decay. Amen. He doesn't, he's the God who kills and makes alive. The way God kills is he just doesn't help you anymore when you, when you, you understand what I'm saying. But he has the power to bring life to those even who choose death. Amen. 
So this is an essential part of God's plan for us. He will make your ideas for your purpose in life new. I never thought I was. Bring a preacher was the last thing I thought would happen to me. You got me? No preachers nowhere I knew nothing about. Nothing like that. You know, any any indication I had of something of God was either Catholic or Baptist. You know, take your pick. There's nothing for people being called in either one of those. God, the Psalm 104.30, I like this one too. It says, God renews the face of the earth. That's for all your, your uh, earth people, where, you know, the uh, global warming people. Just tell them, you know what, God renews the faith of the earth. We, we need to talk to God about your global warming problem. Oh, that'll scatter them real quick. Huh? But if he didn't renew the face of the earth, the surface, the face of the surface of the earth, which means he renews the soil. Remember his, his law for Israel? He said, you shall only plant six years in the seventh year, leave your ground fallow. Why? So he can renew this, replenish the soil in it. Nowadays, we've gotten so smart, we chemically make up stuff. We make fertilizer. We make all, remember all that stuff we make? The Native Americans were smart enough. Now, you can, use, you can get fertilizer out of organic waste material, like cow manure. But human is not good for it. Native Americans even were smart enough to figure that out. They would use rotted fish, put them down there in the soil so that the minerals and and nutrients from the decaying fish would, or they would bury leaves like they do now with compost things, you know, where you bury leaves instead of raking them up and burning them up. They were supposed to be left on an area where they could go back into the earth and, and renew the surface of your You have a beautiful garden if you do things according to God's plan. But God renews, folks. He wants you to know that. Everything's new. You can't. He renews your money. You won't run out of money because he got all of it. He renews your health. He renews your property. Uh, Take care of it, though, because he's not going to do that without you getting involved in it. But I'm telling you, nothing ever has to deteriorate. Nothing ever has to waste away because God is in you. And he's given you a word in your mouth that you can cause to renew things. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for everything. For the power that is in your word. Thank you, Lord, that all things are rich and new in your spirit and in your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for a renewing of us. Renew our health right now in the name of Jesus. While we all stand up and we'll, we'll just call for our renewal in our bodies and everything that we need before we leave today. That'll be our altar call. But if somebody else wants to come up for prayer, you can. Just thank God. Say, Father, I thank you for renewal in my body. In my mind, in my purpose, in my activities, in my life, in my expectations, in everything in my life, and my purpose, that I have a renewed purpose, not the old thing, I cast it down in the name of Jesus, and I receive what's new for me. And I receive what's fresh for me. And I thank you for that, Father. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So everybody claim your new money. Amen. We got new money coming. Amen. Claim your new money. Yeah. You want new stuff. You, I mean, I know y'all take them old recycled dead presidents, but get a new amount. Thank you, Jesus, for that amount that you want us to have. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you want us to have. Thank you, Lord, for everything that we need taken care of with abundance, Lord. We thank you for that. Thank you for abundance of health and of all things, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that we have health spilling over to even minister to others. Thank you, Lord. Don't bypass us, Lord. We want ours. But we thank you for abundance of health. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to move in faith. If you've been stiff, bend over where it was going to hurt and declare it won't hurt right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for renewing our strength and our bodies. I thank you, Lord, that we are pain-free and that our movement is fluid, that we can move around freely. Thank you, Lord. There's no limitation on our strength and our ability. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing deformities in us, things that have not worked at all, Father. We thank you. They are new now. They are new in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for healing us. Thank you, Lord, for restoration. Thank you, Lord, for newness. Thank you, Lord, for blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. For those who want it, let this be their last day to feel bad. Thank you, Lord. Your last day to feel bad. From this day forward, it's all new. Thank you, Lord. Everybody take one step forward into the new. Thank you, Lord. We stepped into it. Everything is easier under the anointing. So if there's something you still need to do to get yourself unkinked, that's the way I put it. <laughs> get the cramps out. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, let the fluid of God's life flow through that area again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Unkink yourself. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Take all the limitations off because you make all things new. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. We all good? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God.
Amen. Why don't we sit? Why don't you put us some music on, Miss Cloretta Tyar? We'll take some light worship. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you, would you have, holy, holy, cute, put that on, honey. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 